Hello everyone and Namaskar. The title of the discourse today is Bhagavad Dharma, given on December 30, 1966, DMC, Jamalpur, India. Today's subject of discourse is Bhagavad Dharma. The word Bhagavad means pertaining to divinity, and Dharma means inherent characteristic. So Bhagavad Dharma means the way to divinity, and Dharma means inherent characteristic. So Bhagavad Dharma means the way of life which leads to ensconcement in the supreme stance. Dharma is a natural propensity, an inherent characteristic. It refers to a particular spiritual way of life. Each and every object in this universe has its own inner characteristic, or swabhava. Swa means own, and bhava means propensity. The inner characteristic of fire is to burn whatever it meets. The inner characteristic of human beings is to practice spirituality. To make a clear distinction between spiritual practice and the other natural tendencies of mind in the mundane sense, such as eating and sleeping, the term Bhagavad Dharma is used to describe the higher tendencies. Bhagavad Dharma refers to the innate tendency which leads human beings towards the Supreme Entity which arouses in them a spontaneous love and attraction for the Supreme Entity. In fact, in each and every human being there is love and attraction for the Supreme Entity. The human being who does not feel this attraction hardly deserves to be called a human being. Such a being is no better than a subhuman, although in human form. It is Bhagavad Dharma that clearly distinguishes human beings from animals. Even a thief who feels love for the Supreme Entity in the core of his heart, merits being called a human being. But a so-called virtuous person, or a man of knowledge, who feels no love for the Supreme Entity, should not be considered a human being, because in such a person, human dharma is wanting. Human beings are characterized by their Bhagavad Dharma. They have a spontaneous attraction for the Supreme, which non-humans do not possess. Hence, Human beings have a glorious existence. Animals do not. Ahara nidra baya metunancha samya metad pashu birmbaranam dharmohi teshamadiko bishesho dharmenna hina pashubi samana. This shloka clearly illustrates that human beings devoid of Bhagavad Dharma are just like animals. I have already said that if human beings lack Bhagavad Dharma, they are actually worse than animals. Animals do not have a developed intellect or consciousness. Human beings do. If human beings fail to utilize their developed intellect and consciousness, choosing to avoid the pursuit of Bhagavad Dharma, they are the enemies of humanity and a slur on the human race. Their actions having no relation to Bhagavad Dharma should be considered contrary to humanity and their innate characteristic. Their future is bound to be doom, like that of a huge tree struck by lightning. The downtrodden masses who long to better themselves should embrace the path of Bhagavad Dharma. The easiest and most natural way for human civilization and humanity to grow is through Bhagavad Dharma. There is no other way. Hence, those who sincerely seek the welfare of humanity must uphold Bhagavad Dharma.
Bhagavad Dharma is depending on three factors. Vistara, expansion, rasa, flow, and seva, service. The literal meaning of the word vistara is expansion, that is, to direct the mind toward the vast cosmic entity. This psychic movement towards the vast cosmic entity is not dependent on external factors. To move towards that supreme entity, one must first overcome and transcend all sorts of meanness and pettiness. Hence, a follower of Bhagavad Dharma must wage a relentless fight against these limiting tendencies within his or her own mind, as well as in the society at large. When the mind is confined within the narrow limits of pettiness, a polluted atmosphere of sin spreads all around. But when the human mind expands, the effulgence of virtue becomes increasingly manifest and humanity is exalted to the heights of divinity. Vistara Sarva Bhutasya Vishnur Bishwa Midang Jagat Drashtavya Mat Ma Vatasmada Vedana Vika Kane Vishnu Purana. This universe is nothing but the expansion of all the fundamental factors of Vishnu. Hence, wise people identify this whole universe with their own self. Only human beings can expand their minds because only they have the opportunity to follow Bhagavad Dharma. Now the question is, how can human beings follow the Bhagavad Dharma and when should they begin? Human beings should practice Bhagavad Dharma from their childhood, from the age of five. Human life is more valuable than the lives of other creatures. Hence, every creature unconsciously yearns to attain a human frame, because only with a human frame is it possible to practice spirituality and perform noble deeds. The scriptures state that the practice of Bhagavad Dharma should commence at childhood. Those who embrace Bhagavad Dharma Look upon this entire creation as a manifestation of Vishnu, Paramapurusha. A small effigy of Vishnu is not the real I- image of Vishnu for them. They love the manifest form of Vishnu because they are in an inextricable relationship of love with Paramapurusha. Anaya Mamata, Vishnura Mata, Prema Samgata. The exclusive love for Vishnu can be called Prema or divine love, because one is in love with the supreme entity, in whose mind resides the entire universe. By creating the quinquilemental world, he has made himself accessible to his created objects. Even a small blade of grass is his creation. Hence, the followers of Bhagavad Dharma, who expand the mind, will certainly see every object of this universe as an expression of their dear Lord. They will therefore show equal respect for each and every entity. A religion or cult, which does not encourage spiritual elevation, but keeps the human mind confined to narrow limits, and depicts God in various imaginary form, forms, is far removed from Bhagavad Dharma. In Bhagavad Dharma there is no scope for differentiations and distinctions. The religion or philosophy which causes a human mind to become so analytical that it distances itself from the one integral entity is contrary to Bhagavad Dharma.
Those following Bhagavad Dharma strive to create unity and synthesis in the midst of disunity and analysis. The second factor is rasa or flow. Whatever is happening in this universe, whether natural or supernatural, is due to cosmic will. Everything depends on His grace. Whatever human beings think, say, or do is only possible due to cosmic grace. This entire universe is a macro-psychic conation. Everything originates from the thought waves of that macrocosm. Thus, He witnesses everything at the same time. The major difference between the unit mind and the cosmic mind is that whatever the unit mind imagines is only transformed into action on certain occasions. The external projection of the unit mind is only possible when it is fully concentrated. But for the cosmic mind, nothing is external. The entire universe is within his mind. The cosmic thought waves appear to be something external for us. The macropsychic thought waves are his swarasa, flow. Likewise, for externalization, various waves emanate from the unit mind. In the first case, the psychic waves are the swarasa of Paramapurusha. But mental waves, created by various thoughts, are the swarasa of microcosms. Microcosms differ, differ from one another due to the difference in their individual flows. All microcosms want to move according to their own individual flows. They endeavor to direct their internal thoughts and actions according to their individual flows. That is why the thoughts, actions, and lifestyles of microcosms are so diverse. When you walk along a road, a cobbler looks at your feet, a washerman looks at your clothes, and a barber looks at your beard or your head. The difference in their outlooks is due to the difference in their individual flows. All microcosms create their own individual flows in adjustment with the macrocosmic flow. Hence, the individual flow of every microcosm is directly controlled by Paramapurusha. I have often said that Paramapurusha is not guided by your intellect or desires, but moves according to his own wishes. You will never have any opportunity to question him. You will have to move around him, whether you like it or not. If your individual flow does not maintain an adjustment with the macrocosmic flow, your longings will never be fulfilled. Everyone longs to attain so much but only attains a fraction of what is desired. If one's longings are not in perfect adjustment with the cosmic waves, one can never attain success. Ki habe ichai ichate ki hai. Krishna icha vina fal falena. Does any does individual desire have any value? Without the approval of the supreme entity, nothing can succeed. You wish to attain something. But if you desire is not approved by the Supreme Entity, then you will not attain success in your mission. This is the second factor. Rasa Tattva or Bhagavad Dharma. What is Rasa Tattva? When human beings are in deep love with Paramapurusha, they begin to know his nature and follow his will accordingly. Such individuals become invincible and victorious in the world. Most people are overwhelmed by his greatness. But sadhakas know the secret of becoming great. Thus, the basic spirit of rasa sadhana 
is to direct one's individual desires and longings towards Paramapurusha. Only in this way can a sadhaka achieve fulfillment, ridi, and success, siddhi. In the scriptures, this has been called rasalila. Created beings will have to move according to the cosmic will. There is no other way. Learning, intellect, and personal status becomes meaningless unless they are directed towards Paramapurusha. After realizing the supreme truth, intelligent people start moving according to Paramapurusha's desire, saying, O oh, Paramapurusha, I have nothing to ask of you. Let thy will be fulfilled. I want nothing else. The third characteristic of Bhagavad Dharma is selfless service, seva. When you offer something to a person and expect to receive something in return, it is a sort of commercial transaction. But when you have no desire to receive anything in return for services rendered, it is called true service. And here lies the basic difference between true service and commercial transactions. You might have seen newspaper advertisements in which a certain company says it has been rendering service to the people over a long period of time. But the question is, can any commercial institution truly serve the people? Are they not merely involved in a commercial transaction of one form or other? Service can be of two types, internal and external. This entire universe is the expression of the greatness of Paramapurusha. And therefore, whatever a person does for a particular living being is as good as rendering service to Paramapurusha. Wherever you are and wherever you may be, whether you are leading a family life or the life of a recluse, you need to serve all created beings for they are the veritable expression of the Supreme Entity. While serving living beings, one should never allow a feeling of vanity to develop. One should always remember that one is serving Paramapurusha and none other. Had Paramapurusha not come in, in your contact in the form of living beings, you will not have an opportunity to serve him. He comes to you as a sick person or as a beggar to solicit your assistance. Naturally, you are more grateful than the person you serve because Paramapurusha has given you the opportunity to serve him. Thus, everyone should render external service. Japakriya and Dhyana should also be practiced with the ideation that one is serving Paramapurusha. This is internal service. If this is done, one will achieve intense psychic concentration. Of course, one must serve without expecting any reward in return. If this spirit of service is fully awakened during Japakriya, one will attain everything. A service-minded sadhaka can attain liberation merely by repeating Nena Mantra. But a yogi who performs higher spiritual practices will attain nothing in the spiritual sphere if he or she shuns service. If internal service is not rendered properly, true external service becomes impossible. Hence, it has been said, Atma Mokshartam Jagaditaya Cha Individual salvation is also a service to humanity. Internal, internal service, Atma Mokshartam, leads to fulfillment or immortality. External service, Jagaditaya Cha, leads to universal welfare. Thus, both internal and external service have equal importance. External service purifies the mind, 
and with a pure mind one is more capable of rendering service to one's ishta. Every sadhaka should render both types of service. The mind thinks it creates micropsychic waves. The merger of micropsychic waves into macropsychic waves is a natural process. This merger is possible for every human being in the rendering of external and internal service. Thus, Bhagavad Dharma is a social dharma, a human dharma, that easily can be followed by all. Whether people are aware of it or not, all are moving towards this nucleus of Bhagavad Dharma. Everyone's individual journey, everyone's individual journey ultimately terminates in Paramapurusha. Just as the earth is moving around the sun and the moon around the earth, similarly, every individual human being is moving around Paramapurusha. Your sadhana is nothing but an attempt to reduce the distance between yourself and Paramapurusha. Once nerve cells, glands, and subglands are created according to one's individual flow. In fact, various structures are created based on this individual flow. The various thought waves of the mind are all identified with the individual flows. All microcosms, knowingly or unknowingly, are rotating around the nucleus of the cosmic cycle. No one is separated from the Supreme Entity. Living beings attain different physical bodies according to their respective psychic waves, and with their individual minds and bodies they move around the cosmic cycle. This movement continues as long as they feel that they are separated from Paramapurusha. But as soon as a tiny drop finds a vast ocean, it automatically merges into that ocean. The distance between the two is removed and there remains no separate existence for either. The two become one. But until that final union is achieved, until beings will have to move like bullocks trudging around the oil mill. When sadhakas establish themselves in Bhagavad Dharma by virtue of Vistara, Rasa, and Seva, their journey comes to an end. They become one with the nucleus, one with Paramapurusha. At that stage, they realize the secret of the divine sport of Paramapurusha. This is the true Dharma of human beings, Bhagavad Dharma. In the Gita, Lord Krishna said that to pursue one's own Dharma is the best and safest path, whereas the pursuit of others' Dharma is extremely dangerous. The endeavor to satisfy physical needs is common to both humans and animals, but this endeavor alone does not lead to supreme welfare. Rather, if people become totally engrossed in gratifying their crude desires, they will most probably become extremely crude. Hence, although Bhagavad Dharma is human Dharma and is a somewhat difficult path, people should follow this path and not the path of animal Dharma. If they do follow animal Dharma, their rapid degeneration is inevitable. One should remember that here Dharma does not refer to any particular religion. These religions have nothing to do with one's Swadharma with the pursuit of one's innate characteristics. Unfortunately, this is how the Gita has been misinterpreted by a section of the people. The Dharma of all human beings is one and indivisible, and that Dharma is Bhagavad Dharma. Establish yourself in that Dharma, and your victory is assured. Thank you.